0: It dawned on me as I was watching a family of wolves that sure, here was this big male wolf, the parent male, the father of the pack. And I was referring to him as the alpha. And I thought, wait a minute, why am I calling him alpha? The the way that animal got to be the dominant wolf in the pack is he just mated with another wolf and they had offspring. And so they were automatically just like human parents. They were dominant to the rest of the pack, but that didn't mean they fought to get to the top or anything. They just made it and produced their own pups. And so that's when I published the paper indicating that, um, uh, you know, use of the term alpha was pretty outdated and we should change that.
1: And you know, this kind of open a whole big can of worms even in the whole society forget about the 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 animal kingdom but really even in uh, uh, uh social sciences you know like uh, that whole idea of dominance and then it became a, a a very very controversial and everybody's trying to kind of pull the rug their way and and as a doctrine are one of the big problems for us because of that statement that you did and i know that you tried to retract it so many times and not to retract it but to to, to explain, explain to explain exactly what you yeah. mean because it really was taken out of context to where it certain groups of, of even researchers and and dog trainers and people as a group uh, uh, started to and think they
0: misunderstood it. I didn't say there was no such thing as dominance. Right. <laughs> but, they, but a lot of the dog people thought that's what I was saying.
1: Hello, everybody. Um, today, very special guest David Mitch, American biologist specializing in the study of wolves, which he has done since 1958. It is pretty, pretty impressive. Spent at 25, 26 summers observing wolves on uh, Ellesmere Island. Uh, um, that's up way, way up north. Um, Dave is a Senior Research Scientist with the Biological Resources Division, U.S. Geological Survey, and Adjunct Professor in the Department of Fisheries, Wildlife, and Conservation Biology. Um, Department of Ecology, Evolution, and Behavior at the University of Minnesota. Um, You've written I don't. I don't know. Numerous of articles, um, at least ten or eleven books that I know of, um, and basically, really, I, I am shaking just just with the idea that I'm talking to you as the the most recognized worldwide expert on wolves. So. Uh, Thank you for joining me on my podcast. And
0: you're quite welcome, glad to be here.
1: Okay, so I know we will be short on time and um, I have so many different questions and hopefully we can touch on on everything that I have in mind. But um, um, I guess really where I wanted to start with is like, What are, what is anything of recent, any recent discoveries, any something new with the wolves that we didn't quite know or understand so far?
0: Well, when I began, you know, it was a long time ago, and we knew very little about wolves at that time. We hardly knew, we didn't really know what a a wolf pack was. Um, And um, so, you know, the things I've learned in the last 60 years, uh, some of you have known for a long time because uh, we made those findings known. But when I started, we didn't know uh, just what a wolf pack was. It turns out it's a a family of wolves, basically. But we didn't know that at the time. And so um, it was that kind of information that we were gathering that began to add to uh, science's knowledge about wolves. Uh, One of the first things, one of the first things I found was that wolves have a very hard time uh, catching their prey and um, they have a very low success rate. Uh, I think at that time because wolves lived in packs with lots of animals in the group, uh, people just kind of thought they could kill whatever they wanted to, just about whenever they wanted to. But I quickly learned that that's just not the case at all, that uh, their success rate, I was, I started my wolf studies uh, with a a population of wolves that were preying on moose, and with that, with that study i learned that in, at least in winter their success rate was less than 10%. Really? so yeah so of all the moose they were trying to catch they caught basically 7% or so. Mm. interesting
1: and
0: of those ones those ones that they were that they did catch those animals tended to be old or or weak or Uh, in some other way, debilitated. Now, I wasn't the first to say, to find that. Adolf Murray found that in 1944, when he was studying wolves uh, that were chasing doll sheep. He found that they just took the oldest ones and and those that had some disabilities. Um, My work was a second on that, Uh, but I was able, as I said, to gain actual quantification of what percentage successful they were. Interesting. And it's a few a- years later, we, when we started putting radios on wolves, we started understanding then what a wolf pack was, that it was a family of wolves.
1: Right, right. And how did, how did that change everything? Be, I mean, I like we all know. In a nutshell, the story of of you know the the term alpha wolf and and uh, uh, how how in the forty seven whatever the the Rudolf Schenkel and and how they did uh, how he was just put bunch of wolves together and they of course had to fight for for some status and. and st- being social species it's normal just as with us uh, to to basically find out who is who in that kind of environment that's very natural correct but but eventually um, you and, and almost everybody had to kind of retract from this alpha wolf term um, and I'm, I, it's a little bit. It's interesting to me, but I, I will let you uh, uh, give you give your thoughts on this first, and then I, I will share some questions and ideas that I have.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, um, the early behaviorist um, didn't understand what a wolf pack was, so they, when they wanted to study uh, a wolf pack, they, they put a lot of unrelated wolves together and called it a pack. And of course, like, if you do that with most animals, um, unrelated, and put them all together, you know, like, a, we we know about the peck order in chickens. Um, so that's what they do. They, they make a dominance hierarchy. And Schenkel saw the wolves do that. And he He called the top male wolf, the alpha male, the top female wolf, the alpha female. And so when I summarized the information available for my 1970 book, that's all we knew at the time. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, I just labeled those wolves like he did, that the, the top ranking one was the alpha male and then the alpha female. And for so long, um, we continued, even after we realized that the wolf pack was a family, uh, we continued to use those terms. And it wasn't until many years later, in the late 90s, 1990s, that it dawned on me as I was watching a family of wolves that, sure, here was this big... um, male wolf, the parent male, the father of the pack. And I was referring to him as the alpha. And I thought, wait a minute, why am I calling him alpha? And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it was in my mind for so long. So it, it took a lot to suddenly make me realize that, wait a minute, this isn't right. Um, the, the way that animal got to be the dominant wolf in the pack is he just mated with another wolf. And they had offspring, and so they were automatically just like human parents. Right. They were dominant to the rest of the pack. But that didn't mean they fought to get to the top or anything. They just made it and produced their own pups. And so that's when I published the paper indicating that, um, uh, you know, use of the term alpha was pretty outdated, and we should change that.
1: Yes, yes. Very, very interesting uh, uh. And you know, the, this kind of open a whole big can of worms in, 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 even in the whole society. Forget about the, the, the animal kingdom, but really, even in, a uh, 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 social sciences, you know, like uh, that whole idea of dominance and then it became a, a, a very, very controversial and everybody's trying to kind of, pull the rug their way and 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 sure everybody has a valid point in it um in as a dog trainer one of the big problems for us is that because of that statement that you did and i know that you try to retract it so many times like i've, I've because i follow you and you try not to retract it but to 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 Explain, explain it. what you explain exactly what you yeah. mean, because it, it it really was taken out of context to where it uh, um, you know certain certain groups of, of even researchers and and dog trainers and people as a group uh, uh, started to and think they
0: misunderstood. Yeah, that that yeah, basically didn't, there is not there was as, no I didn't say there was no such thing as dominance. Right, but they, but a lot of the dog people thought that's what I was saying.
1: Yes, because it kind of fits a certain narrative um, uh, of a of a specific way of dog training. But yes. at the same time, that it's not. Um, of course, for once, when when you do good science, you you cannot just twist it because of a narrative that you are following. I, and but it's also dangerous. And dominance, we know from from everywhere that it's not a it's not a bad thing by no means. There is no horrible things that are happening daily. But at the same time, dominance is something that uh, uh, it's a it's a constant. It, 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 every day, every hour, mom has to tell the puppy you're still the puppy uh the earling is trying to go to his dad and the dad has to look at him tall and say hey you are still not not yet not yet and and so uh dominance is a it's a must have because it keeps harmony everything is in peace everybody knows their place in the family
0: yes um all i all i said is the term alpha was not the right term that's all i didn't say dominance wasn't the case it's I, you know, yeah and and um
1: so i i've been like since since that time i've been thinking about the the alpha and i guess would it be correct or incorrect to say we have the parents we can call them the parents or the you know like um, the the family the the whatever and not not the
0: the parents
1: right and but we also could correctly say uh, this is just my take on it that the father is the alpha in the family he didn't have to fight for that status, but he is the most dominant in the family.
0: He, he is? Well, he and she, because at least with wolf you know. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, and there's still a question as to, I mean, a lot of the workers in Yellowstone think the, the female is maybe uh, more of the leader than than the male. I disagree with that, but but that's science, you know. But, yes. um, Yes. But alpha implies more than dominance, and that's that, that's what I was trying to get to make the distinction be, between. So it's certainly proper to call the parent wolf the, the, um, the breeding male or the father to call it the dominant male.
1: Mm-hmm. And a leader at the same time, correct?
0: Sorry. And
1: we also can call it the leader of the family or yeah.
0: Well, the the pack. yes, so the leader of the group, uh, as long as you understand that the female may be the leader as well. Correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, the the parents are the leaders of the group. and They dominate the offspring. They are dominant to the offspring. My only concern was calling them alpha, which mm-hmm. implies that they fought to get to that position.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: there's nothing wrong with calling them dominant. Right. And but
1: there are around there in and I'm looking from from dogs angle and and from the little exposure to wolves that I've had in I grew up back in Eastern Europe uh, so they were a little bit different and I I was looking at wolves from the different side I was with the with the shepherds and the big sheep dogs and and it it still is a problem but back then, in, in early 60s, 70s this was a bigger problem with the, with the wolves. Uh, but to my point, when we have within the family, there will be there will be testing even though we know who is who in the family, there still will be <clears throat> constant check-ins um and and a little bit you know pushing the envelope to try to fight for for a higher status in the in the family um eventually as they grow up they have two choices one is to to be to accept it as being subordinate or the other one would be to move out and find find a mate and create their own family correct
0: that's what wolves do yes And so, would
1: you say, is there any type of fighting, any type of aggression when enough of body posture and constant body language is not enough to to subdue the the wolf that is trying to now uh, assert himself. You, you understand what I mean?
0: I think I do, and I've seen cases of that in in captivity, uh-huh. where where an offspring um, would challenge uh, the parent, and there would be a fight, uh-huh. and, and and I actually saw the fight. Um, that's in captivity, but in the wild, what happens? is, you know, they can't keep fighting. That just doesn't make sense sure. in terms of, but so what happens is one of them runs off, you know, and usually it's the offspring. I have seen a case where, uh, and I don't know the details because I wasn't watching this, but I had the wolves radio collared, so sure. I knew what happened, but where I had a, the, uh, the breeding female for several years and one of her her daughter offspring became uh, um started breeding okay um it's complicated <laughs> the the um in this pack i had both the f- the father and the mother radio collared and one of the daughters and i had another male radio collared somewhere else and um the the um, one day the the uh, mother wolf disappeared. Um, we know she left; she didn't die because we had the we had her collared, so we know she left the pack. And the hmm. can, this was fifty years ago.
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed even that you can. Oh, uh, I know,
0: the, 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 a new male, uh, um, I think, either killed the father or the father left and a new male that I had collared elsewhere moved in and bred with the female, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. so now that animal was a stepfather. Well, then that mother wolf left and the daughter bred with the stepfather. Okay. Yeah. So maybe in that case, maybe the daughter female might have challenged her mother. I I can't. I don't know that. Sure. Sure. I just sure. know the mother left, and I know the the daughter became uh, the breeder in that pack. But and basically, sure. the idea is that they don't stay and fight. They may not get along, but they, you know. And, and this is actually, you know, not that different in a human family. Often uh, breeding a, a young a teenager um, doesn't get along with his folks and they leave and become, they go off on their own, that kind of thing. Correct. Uh, and that is what happens with wolves, yes.
1: And so they, I mean, yeah, like as you said, uh, there is a huge difference between having enough space to choose To to remove yourself. This is we see this even because I I also breed uh uh, I breed Belgian Malinois and I've been doing this for since 1989 so it's like good forty years or so and even with the smallest puppies as soon as they start to walk around and they are in that uh, whelping box all of a sudden if they don't have enough room they start to bump at each other a little bit too much to where you you start to see the tension and they actually really start to become a little bit aggressive toward each other simply because there is not enough room and uh, throughout the years I've kind of learned to to really pay attention and and there is certain times where you just keep expanding their space and they live very peacefully because of the reason that there is space and they can choose to to walk away which is so important yeah. but nevertheless there must be even with the wolf just like with the dogs there can be some brief altercations to where it's like hey back to your place you, you you're not here yet um instead of just just a pasture right that
0: there can be some well with the with the wolf pups Mm -hmm. wolf pups you know and in the wild there is con there is constant competition and there are times when one pup might seem to be dominant and then before you know it a different one is dominant um and of course they have enough room like you say so so they don't, while they're in that situation, they don't form a dominance hierarchy. It's just that they keep battling each other. And this is probably practice just uh, you know, to, to um, assert themselves, which is with wolves is very good to be aggressive and competitive. And they do that, but they are still subordinate to the adults and even subordinate to their older siblings. Like there's usually one-year-old or two-year-old uh, wolves with them, yeah. and those older wolves are dominant to those pups themselves. And, that, and is, that is not disputed. In other words, that's kind of a given. Those That hierarchy, you you know, it stays pretty much that way.
1: Yes so so one of the things like almost everywhere that when you especially at the moment if if somebody goes on youtube or watches some of the animal channels on tv and and we go into watching a a wolf show there is still this thing about uh, um that notion still somehow is trying to say that okay well they are very uh um wolves are in a way they live in this peaceful harmony not because of the hierarchy and because of the 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 dominance but just because they are somehow have found a a a better way than, than we understood before Uh, Which, in my opinion, again, it's a fallacy, Um, um, it's like just this fairy tale of they cannot be, like, really every social animal on our planet, the only way there is harmony is when there is a very stable understanding of who belongs where within that social society, otherwise it becomes very problematic
0: right.
1: Um, and, and the, the other, the other one, Dave is the, how do wolves compare to dogs? There is always like, like, let me ask you in, in a different way. I know you, you are, uh, <laughs> the expert of wolves, but you have had some interactions with dogs throughout your life for yeah. sure. What, how much, like if you didn't know dogs at all, but you see few dogs interacting with each other, how much do you see and how much can you tell about the dogs from your experience with the wolves?
0: Well, that is a problem, actually, more than you'd think. Because with with dogs, okay, or let's start back with wolves. Um, with with wolves, the interactions that most biologists who study wolves see are the interactions within the pack itself, and they're related. And that hierarchy, as you said, that's established. So that's one thing. Now, when you see dogs interacting, the the usual thing that I see is um, someone with a dog on a leash walking down the street, and then somebody else with a different dog comes down. If that were wolves, they would be fighting. That doesn't happen with wolves. What happens when one sees the other, unless they're in the position to mate, you know, if they're looking for a mate, but other than that, if, if one pack of wolves, say, comes upon another pack, well, there's a fight, or one pack chases the other. Usually,
1: um,
0: so, so that's where it differs in the dogs. They they don't just automatically try to kill each other. Sometimes they do fight. I've seen that, of course. You know, in general. I guess
1: it wasn't going too was much about, about the long. Not so much about the 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 but this is a interesting very, very interesting and important part. But I I was thinking more of like the way dogs just, just how they communicate with each other. If not necessarily when the, like, you know, they they
0: sniff each other. they
1: they They do put their head on top of the other one. They do like in, in my opinion, there is, Abundance of similarities of how they interact in between each other using the same body language yes. uh, for yes. the they same do. reasons.
0: Yes, yes. On an individual basis, the problem comes in the context for the whole thing, because the context is different when dogs meet up with each other. But they do go through the similar uh, ways of sniffing each other and um body language and all that is similar to what it is with wolves it's just that because of this difference that i just described interpreting what's going on is not necess- is is very difficult would be very difficult for me for example thinking about wolves to interpret what's going on with the dogs i would not know how to interpret that mhm Mm-hmm. Because because of this difference, you see? Yeah, yeah. Um, in other words, they're saying, they're using the same language, but they might be, they probably are saying different things.
1: Yes, this will be when, uh, I guess, once the dogs are, I mean, they're clearly in a very different position. They don't have space, they are, Put in a family, and depending at what age, that also is gonna matter. How they will accept, yeah. and how they also, depending on what the rules in the house are. Yeah. If it's more chaotic, just like with kids, there's gonna be guaranteed some some not so good outcomes eventually. Uh, I, I guess I I I spent like I grew up in in Bulgaria. In way back before in the communist times. And I used to spend a lot of times with the stray dogs. And they also lived very much in the same, very much the same concept really to where it's like there is the family here and these are the few blocks that are their blocks. And all of a sudden a uh, uh, loner tries to come in and and this is a very bad idea for that dog it doesn't matter how big that you know when you get outnumbered and and it really matters to you because this is your home yes then then we have problems and so so i was i guess uh talking more about these uh situations where you know uh, uh more of a free reign free roaming kind of stray dogs or whatever we want to call them and and wolves Um, and also if we have the the male and a female with their puppies which i have often um i find that um you know it's just beautiful to watch how they are born and they're learning and it's almost it's almost a big question in my head do they really learn it from experience or how much genetically this comes to where they come ready to be subordinate to begin with at birth and then as they're growing up they start to uh uh, grow up also mentally and sexually mature and then they start to be like okay i i i am growing now but as as a really young ones we never see a puppy dog to try to be aggressively biting mom so she can uh uh throw up food okay. i'm sure that's uh it clearly a, a different program genetically mechanism to stimulate her in a very different way instead of stomping their foot and demanding with aggression to get food so they're already at birth programmed to be subordinate for yeah. for, for a quite a bit of time um and and it's almost the same with with every uh every social creature um but there are times when two puppies can get into a little scruffle and it's not necessarily even that one now has the upper hand and that's lasting it's just a moment of in time but there is this little yes all the time, and and they're gaining a lot of experience from that. Um, when when um like would the wolves before they so like let let's say two packs. Oh, two families i i am almost always confused what to call them families sparks parents like it's just becoming very difficult but let's say two two families and the one outnumbers the other and maybe the other couple are a little bit older uh, uh so so they're clearly going to lose has there been a time when they would get in this like the 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 stronger family tries to push them away from so they can gain territory but has it does it happen often to where the female from the one family gets to stay with the new family you you know what i'm saying
0: yes i do it, that's pretty rare Okay. Um, yes um i mean ordinarily uh, that wouldn't happen um, if the pack is broken up because some are killed. Then that could happen, but um, it wouldn't happen like when they meet. Right, when they meet is a battle. Yes, uh, a chase. Yeah, and we we have a paper on on these battles. I don't know if you know that paper, but yes, I, I, I send do. it to you
1: no no I, I i've read that one and okay i, think, uh, I mean the inter- interesting part is that then the the little the younger ones later on they may end up joining or one of them yes. may yes. joining, but certainly yeah. it doesn't happen during that confrontational
0: time yeah, right? right right yeah
1: so how much do you know about the like You know how they keep talking about these super PACs in in Russia, in Siberia. Does that happen in in the States or in Canada or anywhere else in the world? And what what is your thoughts on this? Because we're talking like 400. Yeah,
0: I know. I don't believe it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't know how that would be. We don't have that. I mean. You know, when you see a lot of wolves together, it looks like more than there are. But the biggest pack I have ever seen, and that I know of really, is 37. I I do know that from Yellowstone Park. I've seen that. And there is another record of a 42. And I know how that happens. But beyond that, no. I, I just don't believe, I believe that some Journalist exaggeration or some rumor, not good evidence. Mm
1: -hmm. That was, um, I I guess I'm going to have to go back and watch those uh, um, videos again, because there is quite a few videos and they show a lot of, I, I, I mean, like a huge number of them, but who knows? today, you never know what you see on on video. Oh, home.
0: that is for sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. like Yeah.
1: Um, and then there was this one. So so okay, that's very interesting, because again, this kind of gaining some popularity, and it's all over. Well, not not at the moment, but I think it was 2015 or 14 something back then, and they were um, I think a bunch of kids got killed by the wolves in in somewhere in Siberia, and they were ch- going to hunt them down. and And then there is this other kind of legend, like probably also very questionable, where the at the World War One, the Germans and the Russians uh, stopped fighting because they've been being attacked constantly and and eaten by outnumbered basically by wolves so they the story goes that they teamed up stop fighting so they can resolve that problem with the wolves and then continue to fight but again that's uh yeah there is no real grounds on that i guess
0: right right
1: It, it really wouldn't make much sense to like uh it's an interesting idea because pack, but but to to be able to communicate this is probably uh, uh, where humans we we can we can converse and we can instruct each other and we can we can make that big of a uh uh society and and i mean that's why we have the village and the the tribalism, I guess, in, in humans and countries and so on. But wolves would be very hard to to come to that kind of agreement on that big of a scale. Um, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think, and I don't know, I don't pretend to know a lot about humans, but what I think I do know is that um, those societies um, really didn't start until until we had uh, agriculture where there was some domestication and they were able to you know to 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 grow enough food for a lot of people when you're out hunting all the time you know then you're competing with with other other groups or tribes or families or whatever and you can't get too big because you are always competing but if you grow your own co- crops or even your own um, herds of your own, Domestic animals, you you can build your numbers too, you know. True. Yeah. Um, and another. And we in- have a few more minutes, so I. Yes. You know, where, see what where, you-
1: yeah. Another one of the kind of interesting questions that been lingers in my mind always. In in. Uh, um, uh, now the the word came out, not Yosemite, the uh,
0: Yellowstone.
1: Yellowstone. Yeah. So when when it was 95 i remember it because i uh, it was so interesting when this was happening it was all over it was very easy to to pay attention to there was that question and concern about the deer at the time that they have for generations now not been chased and killed by wolves so how would they respond did they were they really oblivious or was the genetics there and they knew that uh, wolves are, uh, you know, uh, instinctually.
0: Uh, oh, oh! you mean because there hadn't, yes. hadn't been wolves there for so long? Oh, yeah. but they were being preyed on by coyotes, which are small wolves. Uh, they were mm. being preyed on by coyotes and bears and cougars all the time, even if wolves weren't there. Um, so okay. they understood predators and a wolf was just one more, you know,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah. Now with the, with the,
0: how do you think
1: the wolves, if, if humans were not so like, like, they, of course, there is like, especially now, it's quite divided, there is people that totally love them. And there's people that still yeah. very, very right. about right. them. But if if we were a little bit more as a whole moderate do you think that wolves will end up coming closer and and being more of a scavenger kind of like how the dogs find the easy way and eventually
0: oh they do that already when people are yes and it it becomes problems for some villages and things wolves Mm -hmm. will tend to do that there's one wolf right now um that's making news. Where is it? Um, I think it's in oh uh, China. Uh, China. Um, in China, there's a wolf that's uh, getting fed along the highway, and it's in the news a lot. And the people are people like it because they can feed it, but then the authorities are saying no, you shouldn't do this, and and um, so that happens. And. Um, it happens other places. It happens in Minnesota, and but usually what happens is you know uh, the, the wolf gets hit hit by a car or something. Somebody shoots him or something, uh, so it doesn't last very long, you know. But it, but if people were um, took more care, yes, they would get they would tend to get some of them would tend to get tamer and hang around people, yeah.
1: Okay, the last one. What do you think of, like, how different, because, like, we have so many different types of wolves uh, 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 all over the the globe,
0: do they breed in
1: between?
0: Yes, yes, there's only, science only recognizes the gray wolf, Canis lupus, which is circumpolar, so that's all over Europe and Asia and North America. They can interbreed. Some are small, like the little ones in in um, Israel. They may be only it um, might be fifteen kilograms. Uh, but way up um, in central Canada, some of those would be uh, fifty kilograms. Yes. Uh, yeah. And um, but but they all can interbreed. Yes. Now there are some animals that are called wolves that are not uh, with the common name that are not wolves, maned wolf in, um, in South America, the maned wolf, it's not a wolf. It's in the dog family, but it's not uh, in the genus of wolves. And uh, even the Ethiopian wolf is not really a wolf. Um, there's also one in North America called the red wolf, and science says that's a little different. Um, So we recognize it as Canis rufus rather than Canis lupus. But other than that, there's subspecies of wolves, subspecies, but um, they all interbreed and and people, science disagrees on which are the subspecies. In North America, originally until 1993, science recognized 24 subspecies in North America originally now Mm -hmm. in 1993 they lumped them all into five so that gives you an idea that's it's very with subspecies it's very subjective
1: yeah did you ever have this desire to help some of them help meaning i mean i'm sure you with this vast time that you have spent you you have seen it all you have seen them fighting with bears and protecting food and food being taken from them and getting injured and how like have you ever had a this desire to to see a wolf that you you knew when you see it that it needs help but would you help or would you let nature take care of its course
0: with my job i have to just let nature help uh take its take its course yeah
1: yeah that's interesting. I mean, I
0: have I have had situations where one of my radio collared wolves was was caught in somebody's illegal trap and I took it out of the trap and put it in a in a pen and fed it and turned it loose again. But it was a radioed wolf I was studying. I've done that. But otherwise if I just found a a, a wolf I, you know, it wouldn't would not be my position to to try to save it somehow. Right, right, right.
1: Well, Dave, I uh, really appreciate. Are, are you
0: going to do anything with this at all?
1: Uh, what do you mean with the podcast? Well,
0: are you going to have a program with this at all or anything?
1: Yes, yes, yes. We will. When uh, when we are done, what we'll do is we can. Um, uh, uh when we edit it and then we can send it to you or
0: oh okay yeah that would be good okay yeah, and was, you know if if you have questions during that process feel free to email me yeah no i, I, I will, I will always grounded. try to answer you
1: thank you so much yeah. we covered so much grounded i mean the the most important one is dominance it's it's sure. ridiculous to to try to pretend that it's kind of like saying that the earth is flat at this point
0: yeah so, yeah right, right
1: you know like <laughs> please and and then the super park that was very important for me right, like right like some very very interesting ones. so thank you so much and uh um oh, the questions thank you Dave.